0: Let's go to the comic book lounge with Mindy and Mark. Diana's storied history,
1: Retaliators Retaliate, Lex versus Brainiac, A Touch of Hitchcock, Dueling Andromedas, and Industry News. This is how I got my way to read comics for Sunday, December 5th, 2021. I'm Mark.
2: And I'm Mindy. Just a reminder, you can go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get our feed, other SF podcasts and blogs, subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher, And leave us a review.
1: You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com, like us at facebook.com slash sfppn, follow us on Twitter at sfppn, check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork, or call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. We may have cut back a bit too much on the comic polls, only nine comics total over the last two weeks. But we kick things off with multiple stories of the Amazon princess.
2: Wonder Woman, Black and Gold, number six of six, by Salvage, Sharp, Conrad, Bailey, Gage, McGuire, Howard, and Campbell. The final set of Diana out of continuity stories. Role model sees Diana having tea with an old friend, not actually named, who rose from a political protester to a role at the U.N., The woman states that she's been lucky, but Diana was there to protect her. The final panel shows Diana shepherding a young activist. The prophet uses the framing story of a man who keeps seeing visions, a stand-in for the author, about the Amazons. In the end, Diana appears in front of him as a prophet and realizes that the world is about to change. A Lesson in Truth puts Diana in the midst of a hostage crisis. The assailant watched Diana save his parents as a child and vowed to do good in the world, but his life didn't turn out that way. Diana convinces him that his future will be better, and in a flash-forward we see that it is. Attack of the 50-Foot Wonder Woman sees a power switch between Diana and Giganta, a clarion trick, with the villain forced to talk down a huge Amazon. Fresh Air in Philly is a parable about climate change with Diana and Nubia fighting Poseidon to resolve the issue. Too bad this is the last issue. There's no indication of more series like this. Come on, DC, how about Flash, Scarlet and Gold, or Green Lantern, Green and Black?
1: Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazon's Book One from DC Black Label, by Deconic Jimenez, Hi-Fi, Prianto, and Fajardo Jr., DC's been moving away from these oversized books for their black label imprint. I'm glad they went back to it for this one. This is the ultimate origin story for the Amazons. It strips away the heroic and sometimes silly layers created over the decades. A set of female gods, Hestia, Artemis, Demeter, Hecate, Aphrodite, and Athena, bring concerns to Hera, queen of the gods. Womankind has experienced injustice at the hands of men and demand that something must be done. They take this to Zeus, who belittles them and says that justice does occur in certain cases. He also pulls the Everything Happens for a Reason card. The female gods do not accept this and decide to take direct action, except for Hera, who abides by her husband. They go to hell and collect the souls of women whose lives were taken in violence, instill in them great abilities, and form the first Amazons, Penthesia, Io, Menelip, Helene, Pythia, and Antiope.
2: They become the queens of the five Amazon tribes. Hera wishes them success but cannot or will not assist. We cut to ancient Greece and see a young widow and midwife. She delivers a baby, a girl. The mother has already birthed three of them and cannot afford another one, forcing the midwife to leave the baby in the woods to defend itself. The gods will decide. The midwife then changes her mind and saves the child traveling a huge distance to do so. Exhausted, a group of soldiers attack her, and the Amazon queens respond, wiping them out. The woman will be their next queen, Hippolyta. While the storyline is epic, the headline here is the artwork. Each page of Jimenez's work is incredible, with massive detail moving the plot forward, and the color palette is almost overwhelming.
1: I suspect this book will be held in the same regard from a pictorial perspective as Watchmen or Dark Knight Returns. A standard-sized comic would never have captured its majesty. didn't actually have this on my poll, but had to get it when I saw the reviews. And I'm glad I did. Justice League Incarnate number 1 of 5 by Williamson, Culver, Bresson, Peterson, Derenick, and Hi-Fi. A sequel of sorts from Infinite Frontier starring a team of multiversal heroes. Calvin Ellis, Superman of Earth-23, who's also the U.S. president. Thomas Wayne, Batman of Earth, I guess we don't know anymore. Bruce was killed by Joe Chill on that world. Avery Ho, Flash of Earth-Zero and the Justice League of China, Woman of Earth-11, a gender-swapped world, Captain Carrot of Earth-26 from a world of funny animal heroes, Thunderer of Earth-7, a Thor homage, Dino Cop of Earth-41, a Savage Dragon homage, and Mary Marvel of Earth-5, a.k.a. Thunderworld.
2: But the first several pages star a different team from Earth-8, a.k.a. Marvel without copyright issues. The retaliators are debating what to do about the missing machine head, who we know died in Infinite Frontier. Frontier. And a new hero arrives, Dr. Multiverse. She joins Captain America. Oh, no. American Crusader. Hulk. No. Behemoth. Hawkeye who's Deadeye, Black Widow, who's Red Dragon, Falcon, who's Silver Eagle, and Thor, who's Wondagen. Hmm. She can see into the multiverse and apparently has no analogs there. She warns of a new crisis coming, but the group is tired of fighting multiversal threats. Unfortunately, this one is local, Tartarus, who's wearing armor from the eight rings of the emotional spectrum. So the Infinity Gauntlet meets the Lantern Core.
1: But in the main storyline, the multiversal's finest collect Avery in China, who's needed by the JLI. They need to find Barry Allen, which involves finding a crack in the multiverse using the quantum treadmill. They do so, despite Avery's misgivings about taking on this responsibility. Superman, Batman, Carrot, and Flash pop up on Earth-8, and the Retaliators are not happy to see them. Also popping up, Darkseid, who's now absorbed all the other multiversal Darksides as seen in Infinite Frontier to become all-powerful. There's a battle between Thanos, uh, Tartarus, and Darkseid. At one point, Superman saves Dr. Multiverse, and she sees all his variants behind him. Darkseid snaps Tartarus's neck while the team continues on to find the multiversal crack. Back at JLI HQ, Orion appears to fight Darkseid, but unfortunately draws an apocalyptic force behind him. If you haven't been a DC Comics reader for a long time, you are probably lost at this point. Just enjoy the ride.
2: Superman 78, number four of six by Venditti, Torres, and Belair. We begin with a Brainiac origin story of sorts, the last survivor of Kolu, now a robotic life form kept alive through multiple generations. He collects cities to save them from themselves. Cut to one of those cities, Candor, where Cal L is formally brought into the political structure there. It's a bad fit, and he knows it jor urges him to let his old life go, as there's no way to escape.
1: Back in Metropolis, Lex explains his plan to Lois. He's got a way to communicate via alpha waves and placed a receiver on Superman just before Brainiac hauled him away, which is why Lex went there just as Superman was leaving. The device actually works, and Lois talks to Cal. When he learns Luthor is involved, he tells her to cut the connection. Unfortunately, Brainiac detects the call. However, that was Lex's plan all along. Jor-El realizes the Alpha Wave communicator could be used as a tether for Cal to escape from the bottle. Laura doesn't want to put Cal in harm's way, and Cal responds, Harm's way is what I do. Meanwhile, Lex preps for Brainiac to attack him, but he chooses to shrink Metropolis instead. Lois almost manages to get across the bridge before the whole city is lifted into the sky.
2: The Human Target, book two, from DC Black Label by King and Smallwood. This book has settled into a classic Noir storyline like 50s Hitchcock. Christopher Chance has been poisoned and has 11 days to catch his own killer. Evidence points to the Bwahaha JLI. Who arrives at his office? Tara Olive's daughter, a.k.a. Ice, in her best Grace Kelly mode. She wants to help him find his killer, or does she? They drive to the beach and spend the day there, during which we learn her history. Supposedly a magical Nordic princess, but actually a metahuman who accidentally kills her own family. Throughout all this, Chance becomes enamored, despite her literally chill exterior. He also continues coughing fits, which he waves off as nothing.
1: There's talk of the JLI, Bwahaha is actually referenced, and how they seem to laugh at deadly situations. They also mention her friendship with Fire. She intimates that both Fire and Guy Gardner, her boyfriend at the time, would have a motive to attack Lex Luthor as he got Ice killed during a crisis. She got better. Ice and Chance go for a swim and he almost collapses. Her icy kiss revives him. Has Chance become a patsy? Well, no. He's actually playing Ice to find out more info on the JLI and... To figure out if she actually might be his killer.
2: Black Hammer Reborn number six from Dark Horse by Lemire, Ward, Shean, and Picos. We begin 20 years ago with Skulldigger beating up some thugs for info. Later, on a rooftop, Doc Andromeda crashes in front of him. Who did this to you? I did. A second Andromeda attacks and Skulldigger distracts him with a bomb long enough to spirit away the other Andromeda. He pours out exposition. The para-zone is only one side of a perverse, Trapped at the center of it, anti-god, just sleeping. The other Andromeda wants to release him. He begs Skulldigger to help him, but Skulldigger replies that he's a street-level hero. We also learn that Skulldigger had a son, now dead, and probably in battle. Skulldigger finally agrees to partner with him.
1: Back to current day, where Hammer and Skulldigger are being attacked by a squadron of alternate universe heroes and villains. Our heroes throw the fight so they can be captured and learn what's going on. They're taken to Spiral Asylum, where the original Andromeda is being held. Next issue, we'll check in with Colonel Weird and Takiwaki. There's also another tale of Inspector Insector fighting the Fumigator. We do have a bit of industry news. Rumors are swirling that Dark Horse Comics is about to go up for sale. Dark Horse was formed in 1986 by a group of creators writing the early years of the direct comic market. Originally focusing on creator-owned content, The Mask, Hellboy, Sin City, The Escapist, The Umbrella Academy, Black Hammer, Dark Horse has mostly pivoted to licensed titles. At one point... Dark Horse was the number three publisher, and they tend to battle image for the scraps outside of the big two. It's a good bet that a major studio would buy them, which would be a really quick way to get a lot of IP at once. So we're going to take a short holiday break. The comic industry traditionally reduces their output late in the year, so we may need more time to build up more to talk about. We will have new episodes in January. Happy
0: Holidays! Call us at 614 That's 614 sfp Back to you, Mark. Thanks for listening, everybody.
2: Bye.
0: Bye bye.